0: On today's episode, there's something personal that I'm going to tell all of you. It's something that I've dealt with and been carrying with me for 10 months, over 10 months. Today... I'm finally going to tell the story about my time at the wireless company, my former employer. The reason I waited this long to tell the story is because I needed to get to a point where. When I told the story, I wasn't going to be 100% emotional, non-objective, and legal matters. Another reason why I'm telling this story now is because I need closure. I need peace with the situation. I need to move on with the situation. But before I do that, I do need to tell this story because I believe that my situation, what I dealt with, can help anyone out there who is an employee working for any corporation or any business whatsoever because what I'm about to tell you is unbelievable when I look back at my former employer what they did and I want to make this very clear I will say names I'm not going to hold anything back If I happen to call someone a name, a derogatory name, an insult, I'm apologizing up front because I may get emotional about the story I'm about to tell. On the same day I released this episode... I will release documentations of my experience with said wireless company that I'm going to reveal very shortly and then after that if someone has any questions you can ask them on any of my social media platforms. After. I released the documentation, photos, names, photos of those same people. I'm going to leave it at that. That's my plan. So here we go. The name... and Before I even get to that, some of you may not care. Some of you probably... Don't have a curiosity about any of what I'm about to tell But with anything that I do Any episode that I have There will always be a lesson behind every episode So Enough Chit chatting Let's, Let's get into the story So The name of the wireless company the name of my former employer is Prime Communications. Now, Prime Communications is essentially the third party to AT&T. AT&T being the, the number one telecommunications company in the world, I believe. Prime Communications is a authorized retailer for AT&T technically a third party to at&t when i worked there we essentially did the same thing that other at&t's stores did so whenever you pass by an at&t store whenever you see authorized retailer that's private communications When you only see the AT&T logo that's what we classify as a, a corporate store <clears throat> so if you happen to go to any of those authorized retailers if they don't have something in stock or they recommend recommending you to another AT&T store they're likely going to refer you to an another authorized retailer store. <laughs> I can remember times when I worked in Westport. The closest at and store was the one on Connecticut Avenue. And being the courteous person I am, I, I would recommend people to that store so they could save gas. And <laughs> remember the manager at that time which I'm about to reveal choose to tell me Whenever you're recommending someone to another store, recommend them to the store on Main Avenue, not the one on Connecticut Avenue. Well that's essentially what Prime Communications is. So how did I get involved with Prime Communications? Why did I even decide to join private Communications. Well, before we get into that, let me give you the foundation or the genesis of even being involved with private Communications. So I graduated from Southern Connecticut State University in May of 2020. At the time, I was working at PECO and I was burnt out of the job. I didn't want to become a manager at the job, a supervisor or one that had people in charge at the store even though I had opportunities to. So at that point I say, once I get the college degree, I'm gonna start looking for jobs. I can remember working at the job, PECO, and people would ask me, oh, are you only looking for another job? Are you looking for another job? And I would always say, maybe, possibly. I would never give them a direct answer because if I said yes, that would cause drama. If I said no, I would have been lying. So while I was looking... jobs, I was more so looking for jobs pertaining to my degree, which is business management. So I was looking more so in sales roles, manager roles, business roles in general. And while I was applying for different jobs, I applied, well, I was in the process of filling out an application for AT&T, the corporate store, and I didn't finish the application because I believe that I would need to record my answers for some of the questions, and I said to myself, I ain't doing all that, (laughs) no, so I didn't finish the application, so I believe, I believe that Barbara Oliveira, which is the, who is the district manager at the time I worked there, she's, as I get into the story, is one of the three hell dogs, I will say, putting it nicely. Three bad people that worked at that job. She contacted me on October 13th. Essentially asking me, hey, I saw your application. Do you mind coming in for a job interview? To which I said, yeah, like I'm interested. So, We set up an interview. I believe it was a Thursday. I I remember I I worked that day at Petco and I believe I scheduled the interview for six o'clock if I remember correctly. And it was at the Westport store. I remember going in, Barbara was there and another woman at the time by the name of Crystal was there too I remember going in and Barbara asking me do you mind if we have the interview right here? Meaning on the sales floor. I'm like sure so we had the interview and then she told me that she's going to send me something. I need to fill it out, ask questions essentially what she sent me was a a survey and if I had answered the questions correctly based on the criteria Prime was looking for in an individual a job offer would be given and while I'm contemplating whether I should work at AT AT&T, Prime Communications had another job offer with, I believe the name was Gotham Elite Marketing. They were either based in, Fair, excuse me, Milford or New Haven. Milford was going to offer me $13 an hour, plus commission, while well, AT&T. And whenever I say AT&T, I do mean private communications, Is AT&T is shorter. Excuse me. AT and offered me twelve dollars an hour plus commission, and when I needed to make a choice soon, I I went before God and I asked God, you know, where do you want me to go? And God told me AT and So I chose AT and Plus, I was going to be working in Westport. Which is a shorter ride from my home in Fairfield. I was gonna make more money regardless from my previous job, Petco. And I'll never forget I was I was getting off work, Petco. And I called Barbara, played contemplating my offer, and I told her my desires, you know, to be a manager, and she told me, if you do what you're supposed to do, I'll take care of you, or you'll be taken care of, looking back on that statement, I didn't know what I was in for, (laughs) so I I started a job in November, mid-November, I believe it was November 20th I started And the manager at that time was Matthew Chavez. Cool dude. He taught well. I liked him. Until I found out the way he was selling to people. (laughs) I can remember one time when I first started. I think I was working... It's my second or third week at the job and there were low staff at the time. The Westport store. I remember when Matt Matt looked at me and he asked, Are you comfortable running the store by yourself? And it's probably three or four hours until the store closed. And I looked at him, I said, No. I'm not no, I'm not comfortable. <laughs> be transparent and he said well I gotta go if you need help <laughs> call me or call Barbara I said okay and I remember when he was first training me again I'm green as grass I don't know anything about how they operate here I'm just going by what they told me and the first red flag that I saw was during say somebody wanted to buy a phone during the transactional period there would be a question a question one whether someone wanted next up or not. Now for those who aren't familiar with AT and T or haven't recently got a phone from them, what next up is it's a program to where if you pay your bill, your installments for 15 consecutive months or halfway through your contract. So say you got a 24 month contract, 12 months. You got a 30 month contract, it would be 15 months. Say you got the iPhone 12. And then by month, you got a thirty. You got a thirty-month contract. Say by the thirteenth month, the iPhone 13 comes out, and if that person wants it, the iPhone 13, they would need to pay the remaining installments as if they had a fifteen-month contract. To where now they could trade in the phone that they have. For that iPhone 13. And with next up. It's five. I believe it was five dollars per month. So it's a program to where. You're either going to use it. Or you don't. And what I realized early on with a red flag. Which was a red flag. Is that. Matt would tell... Matt told me... Whenever you're at this point... Always select the next step option. He said always. No matter what. Always. And... I didn't think nothing of it. I said okay. I guess that's how they do things here. And another red flag of mine... Is when he used to tell people... That... He would say, I'm going to be transparent with you. I remember him saying, always saying that beginning phrase. I'm going to be transparent with you. You're going to see an extra line on your account. But that's just a ghost line. Because at the time, at and was doing a, a trading promotion. Where you could either receive a $350 or $700 trading credit towards a specific phone like iPhone 6's and up or certain Android phones and up so he would say oh you're going to see a ghost line on your account or another phone number on your account that's just so the credits could go on that line that's That's what he would tell people And I found that weird, but again, I'm green as grass. I don't know any better. (laughs) So then, a month later, this is when I knew that the way they handled the operations was very janky. I remember Crystal showing me how to finesse the, the, the quotes, meaning like building a quarter for somebody through, I believe it was MST. I'll never forget. It was me, Crystal, Crystal showing, and there was another guy at the time named Nick. Who had just started there. He was only going to be at Westport temporarily. And then he was going to transfer to the the store in Norwalk. On Main Avenue. Which wasn't an authorized retailer at the time. But was going to be in January 2021. If I remember correctly. And (laughs) the way Crystal showed. Me and Nick, how to essentially finesse people when building a quota, and this is and this is how most people at the job operated. So, for example, say your bill is a hundred dollars, and you only have one phone line on there, that you have an old service plan. Well, when I worked there, there were if you had a consumer account, and a business account too at that, at that time, but more so we handle consumer accounts. There was the elite plan, which is the higher end plan, that's where you get HBO Max and whatnot. There was the middle plan, which was the extra, and then there was the lower end plan, which was the, the starter plan. When it came to the starter plan... It it was like a curse. You just don't bring it up. You don't mention it to people. It doesn't exist. The managers at that job... And again, I'm going to... I'll reveal their names. But the managers at that job... And people at that job too... They would not mention it at all. Whatsoever. Because don't get as much commission when you offer a starter plan compared to an extra or an elite plan. I can remember on two occasions on record where my next manager at Westport by the name of Rebecca Martin, which is another bad evil bad person. Damn rat, damn mouse. Her man, one thing about her, her voice was so annoying, very screechy. It was like you got nails and it's crawling on chalkboard. Like it was just that annoying. Ugh. I remember on two occasions when I was helping out customers, and she was in the back room at Westport. She would text me. The first text message was, no starter. I believe that's what it was. And then the second text message at a different point in time was, how many times I got to tell you? No starter. Wait a minute. Why are we hiding this from customers? This is a service. at and it. offers it. But anyway, going back. Say you had a $100 And I apologize if I'm going Up and down Side to side with my stories And not being chronologically in point So when Crystal's showing me and Nick How to Finesse people For example say you had a $100 bill I mean your bill is like a $100 And you only have one line Excuse me And you have a two gigabyte plan, service plan. If you can, and they wanted a new phone. Say the monthly installments for the the phone would be $5 per month. And say you want to put them on the extra plan. Which was if I'm not mistaken seventy-five dollars per month and that included auto pay, which you save ten dollars. So right then and there you got seventy-five plus eighty. Excuse me, seventy-five plus five. So eighty. If you were able to add on another line, In many cases, it would just be the starter plan. If it would be less than their current bill, then you sell them on that. If not, then you would just sell them on the unlimited plan. That was the basic rule of thumb. Convince them to add a line. If the bill is still going to be lower than what they're already paying for. I, I I can remember one time. This was around April 2021. It was me. It was Barbara Oliveira. It was Rebecca Martin there. And the damn walrus herself, Daniel LaFan. Ugh, it is. Ugh. I... We're going to get into her. Believe that. I remember there's an older couple there. Probably 50s, 60s. Between that age range. She convinced them. I, I saw it. My own eyes. She said to them. If you add two lines. To your account. And you get this, that, and the other. Insurance. Oh. Let me tell you about insurance real quick. Well, let me finish the story and I'll tell you about insurance. Insurance included. Next up included. Just, f- just complete finesse. About everything. If you do this, that, and the other. This is what LaFan told the people, this is what your bill would be, and I don't know if, I presume the bill was lower than what they were paying for, so poor couple, they went along with it, and I, I, I was just in shock by how someone could do that. No, no soul whatsoever No morals whatsoever So I mentioned about Next up Let me tell you about insurance And it was essentially the same principle in regards to next up But it was a little bit more For lack of a better term Tricky Because that was $15 per month and there was two types of insurance. There was the $15 one, which was Protect Advantage. And then there was the 899 one, which is the, the mobile insurance. And the, the basic difference between the two is the, the claims. The money that you would pay for insurance claims. And the amount that you, you can get. Man, these damn people would tell customers, assurance is a requirement. But it wasn't. That was a lie. Oh my gosh. I I, I tell you, it, it was... I don't understand how, just thinking back on it now, reliving some of these memories, I, I, I don't understand how Morally, Somebody could do that to another human being. They're straight up lie for money. And it goes to show you that the love of money is the root of all evil. So going back. To the crystal situation. So that's essentially how. People at the job. With finesse customers. If you can add a ghost line. And their bill is too lower. Do it. Do everything you can to convince them. To give you the the authorization to add the the line. And here's the messed up. Let me explain why they would do that. Because that's how they made the commission. The more phone lines that you add, which are at the time that worked, they were called PPVGAs. The more phone lines that you add, the more money you will get on your commission check. That's why getting phone lines was essentially the most important thing at every store. You get phone lines, and you'll get your money. More commission. And here's the most wicked thing that they would do. To customers And it pisses me off To this day To think about it Say the phone number Is saying the last four numbers Say 5656 five, six. Say that's their The customer's phone number Their actual phone number What some of my colleagues Would do Is They They would do an upgrade but they were doing they were add a phone line as an upgrade so let me explain how it works say someone wants to get the iPhone 12 they would add a, a line as a new phone so, and then they would take the SIM card out of the person's old phone put it in the new phone and then hand them the phone as is and here's why that's wicked because you can't delete that ghost line now Unless you pay off the entire installment, they're now stuck with that ghost line for that contract because they didn't do the upgrade on the person's actual phone number. They added the installments on the ghost line. I can remember when I worked at Coscob. I'm checking someone's account. A, a, a young teenager. Well, the teenager's there. She wants to do an upgrade. I'm going through all the phone numbers, make sure everything's okay. Found out that a ghost line number has an installment. The father ended up coming in. I told the father the situation never going to lie to a customer. And I told the dad, I said, sir, I apologize on behalf of this company for lying to you, deceiving you, but here are my two options to resolve this matter. Call customer service and tell them of the situation and if you're able to do it, get them to add the installments on the correct phone number, or unfortunately, you're going to need to remove this phone line. I remember the I remember the daughter was so upset because she had that phone number for years, and the dad said, "I'm paying." I'm paying for another phone line. I'm spending more money than what I need to. Now, did they end up deleting the daughter's actual phone number? I don't know. I I do not know. But see, that's what happens when you lie to people. When you deceive people. My colleagues at that job, they, they, they read what the ignorance is bliss philosophy. Oh, as long as the bill is lower and we get paid for it, that's what matters. But how about saving them more, goddammit? How about being honest with them? Stop freaking lying to them. finessing them. Deceiving them. It was wrong and it's still wrong. Getting back to the story. I, I'm telling you, it's going to get emotional. i doing my best. Please bear with me. So, here's when I realized that I was in trouble in terms of having to essentially clean up after people's BS of lying, deceiving people. It was in December. And obviously the summertime is usually busy because you want to get phones as Christmas gifts. And this particular woman, she had came in on two separate occasions. She dealt with Matt and she dealt with Crystal about phone plans, the phones themselves, the monthly bill, etc., etc., The day that she came in, the third time, was the day that she was ready to buy the phones. And it happened to be her daughter's birthday. So, fortunately, and I, and I don't say that boastfully, I was the one that ended up helping them. I remember the, the, the mother had a bunch of written notes. Again, as I mentioned, the, the service plan, phones, monthly bills, the whole nine yards. And I looked at that. I said, miss... Oh, and then the last thing she mentioned to me before I told her the truth. She said, oh, by adding another phone line. And, this, and, and when she said that, I said, miss... Again, this is the month with <laughs> the job. And... I, sh- I shut that down immediately I said miss You don't need to add another phone line You don't need to do all that And when I tell you Ladies and gentlemen To this day I don't recall off the top of my head When dealing with a person one on one She was the most pissed off person that I ever encountered with. Understandably so, because she she almost got deceived. I mean, she was deceived, but they almost followed through. I remember she was telling me, why would they do that? Why would they tell me all this? And I said, miss, I'm going to be blunt with you because of money. The more phone lines they And I told her straight up. The more phone lines they have. The more. Money they get for their commission. And the daughter was like. Yeah yeah they want money. <laughs> and I said. Miss I apologize for all this. But. I'm going to take care of you now. And when I tell you she was hot. Essentially the entire time. Hot man. So what I did, I tried to steer the conversation, wasn't helping her out, I tried to steer the conversation towards her daughter, because again, it was her daughter's birthday. So, again, my business had came on, okay, how can I diffuse the situation or calm the situation, steer her towards the daughter, because hopefully mothers love their daughters. And she did calm down, she did. So, once I got the service plan situated, and I actually told her what she was going to be paid, paying per month, then we get into the phones. She wanted the 12 Pro, the Apple Apple phone. And at that time, those phones were on back order. Don't recall why, but they were on back order. And then she got pissed off again. She said, oh, my God. I was told that the phones would be here and I would get them today. Yada yada yada. I should mess. I apologize if you were told that information, but I'm here to tell you we haven't had the 12 Pros in stock for weeks. So I don't know why they would tell you that, but if you still want that phone. I could give you the different color options, which was graphite, that's gray, silver, gold, and blue, which is actually the one I got. Nice, sexy navy blue. I just said, okay, here are the options. What gigabyte did you want? I think it was 256. Okay. Here are the color options. Here are the gigabytes. And I'm just showing her with the tablet. Look showing everything. So she's comfortable and she knows everything. Okay, here's when X, Y, and Z is coming in. Here's when everything will be delivered. Do you still want it? Are you willing to wait? It's right, up to you. Now the daughter's phone is in stock, thank goodness. So, long story short, we ended up Handling everything. The daughter got her phone. She got her birthday gift. The mom calmed down. We smiled at the end. Sing kumbaya. But she she didn't make a smart comment. At the end. When. Because. Now with iPhones. At least at the time. It didn't come with the, the wall block. Outlet. And uh, the mother said to me, oh, it doesn't come with a wall charger? I said, no, miss. And she said, well, that should be something you should have brought up. Okay, so you want to spend $10 or how much? No, I think it was $20. No, it was $10, I think. You want to spend $10 on a new wall outlet. I mean, you can use the same one at home. Excuse me for wanting to save you money. Excuse me. (laughs) I remember I told that story to Crystal. And she said. Oh my gosh. Why did you do that? It was on a silver platter. It was right there. So right off the jump. You could tell this company was very deceitful. And very wicked. By the way they ran things. So then this day comes around and I consider this day the war started between myself and AT&T. It was January 28th, 2021. I believe that was a Thursday. So a Thursdays. <laughs> it was around... 10 30 it was late morning between 10 30 and 11 remember Rebecca told me that barbara wanted to speak to me and give her a call so i said okay no problem so i go to the back and i give barbara a call Now, before I I get into what the conversation was about, when I first started in November 2020, I was told by Matt, Matt Chavez, that for the first three months of employment, you essentially get a free pass. And what I mean by free pass is you're not required to hit your quota, so, say your quota was twenty for PPVGA, as I mentioned, the new lines. If I didn't hit that quota for the first three months, that's okay. That's okay, because you're first learning on the job, and plus, I, I would get it. I would be getting commission checks for the first three months. I think it was two hundred dollars per month, but. Chavez told me that after the first three months, that's when you guys start hitting your numbers. If you don't hit your numbers for the following three months straight, it's automatic termination. So, going back to January 28th, I called Barbara. I said, You wanted to speak to me? And she said, Yeah. It's a. What's going on? I said, what are you talking about? He's referring to my numbers because I, my numbers weren't high. Because right off the jump, once I noticed uh, the deception, I wasn't with it. I wasn't with it whatsoever. And she kept asking me, what's the matter? What do you need help with? And I, I'm confused. Genuinely, I'm confused. I'm like, wait a minute. Why are you getting on me about my numbers? I've only been here two months. Yeah, two months at that time. And I I was doing my job. You know, I was helping people, I knew the information, I was getting them their phones, I was assisting them in any way I could, the people, anywhere I could. She kept asking me, What do you need help with? What do you need help with? I remember her asking that question repeatedly. I said, Barbara, I don't need help with anything. I'm good. Then, at the very end of the conversation, I'll never, to this day, I'll never forget what she said to me. Excuse my language. You need to get your shit together. If you're not gonna do it For Rebecca Do it for me Cause not only are You costing her money No excuse me Not only are you costing me money She said me first Not only are you costing me money Not only are you costing her money But you costing yourself money Do I make myself clear? I said yeah That is she hung up I went back on the sales floor. Barbara told Rebecca to send me home. No. Yeah, Barbara told Rebecca to send me home. After that phone call, she called me to the back. She said that Barbara is sending you home for the the weekend, the rest of the week. Rebecca told me, when you come back Monday, let's go and make this money. And I only cost me half a pay, half a day's pay on Thursday, pay for Friday, and pay for third on uh, Saturday. I remember Crystal was there and I told her like, I'm being sent home. And I was just so confused because like, I legit didn't do anything wrong. Legit. And it was and I was still in the beginning process of working there. So you're sending me home for not hitting numbers, but I'm not, during a time where I'm not even required to hit my numbers, really? You're trying to scare me? You're trying to intimidate me? Okay. But the fact that Barbara said that, you need to get your sh- together. If you're not going to do it for her, do it for me. Because you're costing me money. You're costing her money, Rebecca. It most importantly, it cost you yourself money. Actually, no. Okay, it's coming back to me. She she made, after, after she said, you're costing me money, you're costing her money, and you're costing yourself money. If you're not going to do it for her, do it for me. That's, that's that's the sequence. That was the sequence. It's coming back to me very clear. So she sent me home. I I go home. I'm on i ninety five. I got the windows down. I'm there talking to God. I said, God, what, why is this happening? What do I do? Because it's probably going to continue on. I I saw the where my future was heading. I, I knew that they were going to do everything possible I, I to get me to quit now when I get into the later details I never thought they would do that but I knew that they would do things to get me to quit now, i never forgot forget what God told me God told me you're not doing keep doing he said keep doing what you are doing because you're not doing anything wrong I got you what was God telling me God was telling me as long as you continue to do right by people representing me representing your faith representing being a godly born-again Christian. I will take care of you. You will be protected. You won't have nothing to worry about. He said, okay. And I said, okay. Okay. So, for the next two months, in February, it wasn't bad. I don't recall anything bad that happened at the job. I was told by a colleague that when they when Barbara and Rebecca was in Norwalk and my colleague was in Norwalk this individual heard them talk about me and speculating that I'll quit within a month which didn't happen. But other than that, I don't recall anything in February. Now in March. It was... I wish I had the date, the exact date. But it was sometime in early March. And... Barbara came to the store in Westport. You know, working there at the time. She called me to the back. And... From what I remember in that conversation... Are two things. She asked me... Do you see... And she was being speaking in a soft voice that's another thing I remember and I saw right through that like you ever, have you ever experienced somebody body speaking in a soft voice like talking but you internally feel that they're talking down on you and they're threatening you in a way to get what they want so that's what I experienced. Very deceptive. Very deceptive. Excuse me. So I remember that conversation. She was speaking in a very soft toned voice. She asked me, do you see yourself working here long term? I paused for a moment. I was gonna say yes, but then I looked into my heart and I said, and I said, I gotta be transparent. Like if I if I were to say yes, I wouldn't be I would be lying, but I would be disingenuous. Cause me long term is like two years, three years. Like I didn't see myself being there that long, knowing the environment that. I was dealing with So I answered her I do not But as long As I Am employed here I'll do my best And then she made a comment You're not doing your best I said okay okay. That's your opinion And then the last thing I remember in that conversation is she told me, if you don't hit your numbers this month, I'm going to have to let you go. I said, okay, I understand. I just, okay, if that's what you want to do, then do it. And she never did it. She was just trying to, Barbara was just trying to scare me. Because she never fired me after the month of March. Never did it. Never did it. i tell you, these people, damn snake in the grass, Barbara. Just full of crap. Full of crap. So here's when it gets really good. Now we're in April. I believe it was was April 1st. It It was April 1st. And I remember a customer came in, it was a gentleman. He was interested in what I believe is a 12, iPhone 12 mini, it was black. And I look at his service plan, I look at his whole summary of his plan, and he has an old service plan. And I made the comment, and I will admit, did I need to say this comment? No. But the reason why I made this comment, because at that point, I saw so many of my colleagues BS, people right jump Street so I wanted to it, plus I believe people understand subconsciously that when they go into a sales store in some way shape or form most of the time unfortunately or at least 50% of the time the person that they're working with is gonna to try to finesse them in some way, shape, or form. So the comment I made is, you don't have to change your service plan, but based on what you have right now and based on what we're offering, I believe that your your bill is gonna be much lower if you change it. Do you mind if we talk about it? And you say, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Again, did I need to say that? No. But I did to make sure that it was more comfortable. And I never forget while going through the process and everything. Rebecca came over and very sneaky grabbed the tablet out of my hand. She said... I see this Brian And she finished the whole transaction for me. She added next up without letting the customer know. And she activated the service plan immediately without letting him know and without letting him know about the the appropriate fees. So that's actually another thing. I want to bring up. Say your billing cycle date is the 15th. And say you're getting a phone on the 25th. Any changes you make on that date, you will be charged prorated fees from the 25th up until the following month of the 15th. So to avoid those prorated fees, what I would do is I would future date it. The first thing I would do is upgrade the phone and then I would future date the plan. Now you can only do that if the phone is in store. If the phone needed to be shipped, you couldn't do it, unfortunately. So then, in that case, I would tell customers, hey, once you get the phone, come back as soon as you can before your billing cycle date so we can activate the phone and that future date your plan." So that's the I believe the prorated fees for $7 per day, if I, if I remember correctly. So, after she dealt with the man. She called me to the back. And she said, (laughs) she said, what are you doing? I said, what are you talking about? What are you doing? You know what you're supposed to do. You cost me a lot of money last month, and I can't have that. And after she finished saying what she was saying I said don't do that I said don't do that again She said do what I said Don't do what you just did Not future dating Or well, activating his service plan immediately And add it next up Without him letting him know Under my name Because if he comes back And complains about his bill It's going to be under my name Don't do that again and she said she said something, and after she said what she said, I made the comment that we are not to make those decisions for them. They have the right to choose whether they want this service or that service. And then she said, "Go home, Ryan, go home, go home." So I left and I went home. like you' not you're not going to bully me. And to deceive and align to people. For your greediness. You're not going to do it. Well that was the first time. I went home. And. I was. I wasn't surprised that she sent me home. But. It was actually funny as she sent me home Because I was just standing up for myself. So then later that month. And I don't have the date in front of me. This is when the walrus. Danielle started to get involved. And she would come to the Westwood store. Every now and then. And that was during a time. As I mentioned earlier. She told a customer. Oh, if you got two lines, you can get this, that, and the other. I can remember on those days where whenever I was helping out a customer, she would immediately, not immediately, but like a minute or two within helping a customer, customer out, she would just get involved. I didn't ask her for help. I didn't seek any help. She would just get involved. And then at one point, I just had I just, I logged out and I handed her the iPad. I remember the last time this, she, sn- she snatched it out of my hand. And I remember Barbara looking at me and, look like, at this dead, dead face. Like I'm not dealing with this crap. You're gonna continue to cut me off. Like, I'm just gonna sit down. Again, doing what they can to get me to quit. So, on this particular day, and again, as I said, I'm going to release all the documentation and the date on when that incident happened, about to explain happened. Along with other information, if I forget anything. I was documenting everything as it happened. There were days where, when I was sitting by, many days, when I would be sitting by myself and I see some illegal activity going on, I'll be documenting it in my phone, or I would go to the bathroom and I would document it. So on this particular day, I was helping out a customer, husband and a wife, or boyfriend, girlfriend, and there was that promotion, and there was another promotion, which is the 25% off service plan discount. Now What that was is if you were, because of the coronavirus and people losing jobs and not having a good amount of money to pay for said bill, excuse me, if you had an unlimited plan and if you were a first responder, say a firefighter, police officer, EMT, a doctor, a nurse, a teacher, any sort of military, you qualified for the 25% discount of your limited service plan. And another thing that my colleagues would do to finesse people. Is they would use that to their advantage to get people to add that second line. They would tell people, for example, hey, if you add a second line, you get 25% off your service. Another thing they would say is, Hey, do you know anyone in your family that's a teacher, doctor, lawyer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? So, yeah, my cousin's a lawyer. I mean, excuse me, my cousin's a doctor. Oh, really? Well, if you could get a photo ID of your cousin, I could get you 25% off your service, but only if you had a second line, which is completely fraud, I even called customer service on two separate occasions to ask them that question. And one person said the word fraud. Because how it works is, the person would need to be on the account. If there's no doctors, no nurses, or ENTs on the account, you don't qualify. But yet my colleagues were finesse people to do this. Now I will admit to you, Early on when I started working there, I was doing that too. I admit that. But once I discovered when actually reading the terms and conditions of the 25% discount, I never did it again. Never. Same thing with the insurance. I discovered but I believe it was late March, early April. I discovered that the insurance was not a requirement because one of my colleagues told me. And ever since that day, I never told customers it was a requirement because here's what happened. And I'll get back to the April incident. A customer wanted to do a a Hila trading. And they were going to do the next up program. And I was telling her that insurance is a requirement. Rebecca was there. Barbara was there. The snake and the rat. And I was telling this customer it was a requirement. And this customer was fighting me back and forth. Because she didn't want it. And even got to the point where she was calling customer service. So, Rebecca went to the back because that's where Barbara was, told her the situation, and then Rebecca told me that the teller, you don't need to get the assurance if you want. Because what well, have happened is if she connected to a representative and that representative would have told her the actual truth, I'll be looked like a liar and the whole store would be exposed. that's so on that day I discovered oh it actually isn't a requirement y'all just paint a picture that it is corrupt corrupt people and I'll tell you those managers there they, they just poison people poison them instead of poison but getting back to the April incident I'm helping out this customer and I'm I'm Again at this time I didn't know the true terms and conditions. So I did the whole spiel. Hey, you know anyone in your family who qualifies? Oh yeah, I know somebody. Okay. Are you able to get the ID? Boom, got the ID. Got the phones. A guy I remember a guy was going from an Android to an iPhone, so it's gonna take a while for the transfer to happen. They left. And I gave him an ETA when the transfer would be completed. So then the walrus, Danielle, told me, did you add a line to the account? I said, no. And then she said, okay, when they come back, you need to tell them that they need to add a line or they don't get the 25% discount. I said, all right. So here's what I did. Because I was closing that night by myself. So here's what I did when they came back. I told them... (laughs) I'm only telling you this because I told... One of the managers that I would bring this up. They're telling me that you would need to add a line... To get that 25% or I would need to remove it. But don't worry... It's nonsense. I'm not going to remove it. I'm only telling you because I did say I was gonna I was gonna tell you that. So customer got the transfer all good Kumbaya. Then <laughs> literally I think the store closed at 10 if I remember correctly 10 o'clock I'm in the process Of closing the store And I get a phone call from I believe I believe it was Danielle That called first No it was, I believe it was Rebecca that, I believe it was Rebecca that called first And then Without my permission she added Danielle to the phone call which I didn't even know we could do and what I will say of that conversation I was harassed I was accused of lying because I believe at that time around that time I was asked to make a sales game plan which I did And to obviously follow through with that game plan, which I was. And I was, I remember Rebecca specifically accused me of lying. She was questioning my integrity as a Christian. And they would not leave me alone. They would not hang up the phone. They would not end the conversation. They would just kept going on and on and on about, oh well, this customer I added the two lines and they left the way happy. This is the expectations. I mean, I, to this day, that's one of the worst experiences I've had with people harassing me at the workplace. Danielle and Rebecca were just horrible, horrible with that phone call. And at, the, at one point, I just I just hung up the phone. I finished closing the store, and I left. I, I said to myself, this is ridiculous. Like, you're holding me out with this conversation, and you won't get it through your, th- your thick skull that I'm not down with the nonsense that y'all are doing. So just leave it at that. If you don't want me working here anymore, then freaking fire me. Simple as that. Simple as if, 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 if I'm such a liar and I'm this, down the other, why do you want to keep somebody like me there? Why? Why? If I'm that, if I'm that bad, if I'm such a liar, why did you keep me? Why didn't Barbara just fire me? But they didn't do it. Why? Because they were just trying to intimidate me and get me to quit. Simple as that. And I remember that same night, I sent a text message, which will be a part of the documentation. or just expressing how I felt. And then Rebecca said, I believe it was Rebecca that sent the text, that, oh, this is part of my job. And... I'm going to send you a, a C. I a CAF, which is a written, not a written complaint, but essentially it's a form to where you, if you get in trouble, you, you write it out, and when you fill it out and confirm that, yes, I did do X, Y, and Z, and I'm acknowledging it. She never sent over that form, never brought it up to me after that text. Never. And then that same text message she told me on a certain date, which again, it's in, it's in the document, they're effective Effective immediately on this date, you're going to transfer to Coscob. Before that, nobody ever told me that. Barbara didn't have the guts to bring that up to me. Now, around this time, I was covering Costco every blue moon. But up until that point, nobody has ever brought that up to me. That effective immediately, I was going to Costco. Nobody. Nobody. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you how crooked they are in regards to that. People were getting swished around at that point. I remember another, one colleague of mine... This guy. This guy lived in Norwalk. Another person lived in Norwalk. Another person lived in Stanford. And that's what I remember off the top of my head. The guy that lived in Norwalk was being transferred to to Norwalk. One girl that was working in Denver, Dam- who lived in Norwalk, that was working in Danbury was being transferred to Norwalk. And the other girl that lived at Stanford was being transferred to Costco. Now think about this. Norwalk in Norwalk. Norwalk in Westport. Stanford in Costco Greenwich. Right? How is it... Oh, and another guy that was working at Costco was not working in Westport who lived in Stanford. So think about this. Again, one person lives in Norwalk and they're working in Norwalk. One person lives in Norwalk working in Westport, which is a town away. One person working in Greenwich, Costco. And lives in Stanford. One town away. One person lives in Stanford. Now working in Westport. Two towns away. And silly old me. Who lives in Fairfield. Fairfield. Westport. Norwalk. Darien. Stanford. Greenwich find it funny enough That everybody Else at most Lives two towns Away from Their home to the workplace But I live Five Freaking towns Away More than double The town distance Compared to everyone else What does that tell you? They were trying to get me to quit. I cannot specify this anymore. All these tactics. Oh, it, it, it gets much better. It gets much better. Excuse me. So... Here's the next incident. This incident happened on May 8th. May 8th. And it was probably a week or two after I started working in Costco. Wait, was it May 8th? I mean, yeah, it was May 8th. It was May 8th. I wrote those days down specifically because these are the main points I want to hit. So on May 8th, if I remember correctly, on that day, for some reason, again, it's all in the documentation. I don't have the documentation right in front of me. But on that day... I, I just, I just, I just went off. I, I, I told the walrus that I understand why y'all do what you do. I don't judge you for it. I don't condemn you for it. I understand. But I as a Christian young man Cannot do that I can't Because it goes against my morals And my ethics And It it, And I believe what Danielle did was she had called me three times in the span of fewer than thirty minutes, like on my cell phone. I don't recall why she did that, but she had did that. She also was price gouging people by telling them that oh they need to leave without insurance and then cancel in two weeks again I don't remember everything off the top of my head of what happened but I I document everything and again I I just went off I said I'm not doing that I'm not and I also made the state <laughs> I also made the statement that you or nobody are ever allowed to contact my phone again ever I don't want none of you texting me I don't want nobody calling me if you want to contact me contact me through the work email he said well if you if you're gonna if, if what she what what did she say something along the lines of like if you do that I'm gonna send you home something like that and I said AT and T does this is the phone that I have is not a work phone so I legally have the right to say who can call me or who cannot can call me and. I remember that y'all was getting so flustered because I wasn't backing down. Again, there was another person there. They they could tell you. I was not backing down. I was standing up for what is right. And said, you're not going to get me to be a part of your little sneaky operation. I remember she, she was so flustered That she ended up having to take a break And she even told me like I'm going to go outside for a moment Because I I need a break Something along those lines She left She came back And We probably Continued on and on And eventually she sent me home The second time now I'm being sent home And here's the next incident. I believe it was on the the twelfth. And she <laughs> on this day, for what I remember, she put myself and one and our colleague through a a customer employee scenario where She was interested in the phone, and I was going to help her out with it. And Danielle was trying so hard to get me to make the statement. Either if you add another line, you get 25%, or do you have a... I fairly remember a friend who has one of these occupants. And I would not say it. And I kept telling her, I don't feel comfortable saying that. And I remember at one point she was saying, well, everybody else does it. And I said, well, I'm not everybody. And She said, what makes you so special? And I never claimed to be special. Everyone's different in their own way. It's called a human race. <laughs> Let's go the human race. <laughs> and then she ended up saying, do I you still work here? Or something along that line. I said, I, I said, I, I don't give up. I remember saying that. And she sent me home again. In about less than a week, sent me home again. And I'm just like, man. It, at this point, it's getting, to me, it's getting hilarious. Because it's like, man, you, you're going to send me home when I probably work two or three hours up until that point, And you're trying to get me to quit. You're trying to get me to give up. And it just, it's just not going to happen. It's just not. It's just, it's just not going to happen. And I, I tell you, I, I felt so bad. I, I'll tell you this. I felt so bad for a colleague that was there because this person did not need to be in that environment. I felt, sometimes I felt guilty for indirectly putting her in that situation, I felt, but I had to do what's right. I remember, I believe. Let me count the, the months. And I, I remember in late May, because remember what I mentioned earlier: first three months you get a free pass. If you don't hit your numbers within the the following three months, at any point, straight. It's automatic termination. So I thought I was gonna be fired by June. I really did. I had a whole plan and everything. Thought I was gonna be fired, and before June hit, I I said to this individual, "I don't know what's gonna happen, but I want to. I want to tell you that I apologize." Because you do not, you did not need to be in that situation, and I felt bad because of my stance that this evil human being is putting you in this situation. It just it, and this person said, "No, no, it's okay, right? It's okay." We got, we got your back. This person was referring to one of their friends that worked there. We got, we got your back. In the moment, I, I acknowledged it, and I was happy. To hear that, but... Looking back at it now... And I'm going to tell this person... Personally... Soon... On that story, on that day, because... It it meant more to me... Than I originally thought... Just to know, because... And now I'm gonna get into why I stayed through all this. I will at the end. Or towards the end, but I'll give you a little snippet. When when your purpose in life is to help people, to show them the better way. And why you're going through what you're going through. When you don't see the fruits of your labor or at least you think the fruits of your labor isn't working or what you're doing is in vain. You get distraught. You 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 feel like giving up. I felt like giving up. I felt like I tried throwing in a towel. at hearing that it it reassured me that I am making a change through God at the workplace. I am changing the culture. I'm gonna push forward. Very, very vital day. Very, very vital day. So here's the next incident where I was sent home. (laughs) It's just crazy. Probably the fifth time, I believe, I was sent home. And... This was a week later. So it was the 12th. This was the 19th. Now here, and again, I'm, a, I'm the type of individual, I, I'm not prideful by personality. At times, I will be prideful because i just human nature. But majority of the time, I'm not prideful. I will admit when I'm wrong and I've done wrong. On May 19th, I came in in shorts. I remember it was my light blue jean shorts. I came in and then probably less than 30 minutes the walrus tells me to go home. Because I got shorts on. So I went to my car. Well well, I'm going too fast. So I said What's wrong with wearing shorts oh we're not allowed to wear shorts and she said are you gonna come back I said no she said okay I'll see you tomorrow then then I went to my car I pulled up the policy and it it obviously stated something to where I thought I could get a besides you get away with it lack of better term, and then, when I went back inside, because I really wasn't trying to go all the way home to go back, (laughs) and I showed her the policy, or at least I read it to her, and... just, and, and she she something to where I eventually said, "Okay, I'm going home then. I'm, go, I'm going home then." So then I, I I I went home and told a family member of mine the situation, and this family member is into designing and things of that nature. And I was humbled. She said. Ryan, you need to go back. You need to put on some jeans or some khakis <laughs> and go back and apologize. Because she explained to me the different terminologies and things of that nature. And I, I went back. I did. And I immediately said to Danielle, you know, "I apologize for what I said. I spoke to a family member, and they corrected me. Well, I spoke to a family member who's in, in designing, was in the fashion industry. They corrected me, and I want to continue to work. Bye." Apologize. I meant I was wrong. I said I was wrong. Laura said, "I don't care." She said, "I told along the long lines of, I don't care if your your this family member is the is the CEO of designing, yada yada yada." Something. It's just it's condescending to the nth degree. Condescending. Condescending. I'm telling you, that person, Danielle, just evil. I I can remember on May 10th. I believe it was May 10th, somewhere early May. It was in the documentation. Here's what happened a customer called. Interested in an iPhone 12 mini, I believe it was a 12 mini, and subconsciously, I'm just thinking 12. Just 12. I disregard them, I didn't disregard the mini, but subconsciously, I was just thinking 12 because we were selling iphone 12s a lot at that point so he he asked did we do we have it i said yeah yeah we have it and then when he came daniel uh, uh, that colleague was there when i checked the safe didn't have it and i said oh gosh i said sir i apologize for telling you that I thought that you were referring to the 12 the iPhone 12 like I explained why I thought that he was pissed he left and then Daniel just went off on me like oh you cost us a customer yada 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 and I, I kept apologizing like I apologize I, I made a mistake Okay, you get it on me for making a mistake. Acting like you don't make mistakes. And I remember I went to the bathroom. Like, I apologize. Leave it alone. <laughs> and, oh, gosh. I, and I left my... Well, I got out the bathroom. I was going... I was going to go into the break room. I left my keys there and inside... And then they all just went off on me, just went off. And I, I, you know, I'm not, not cow, we're not going to run. I I said, Ryan, you just got to take it. And while she was going off on me, she mentioned my mother. And she said something along the lines of, Would you be doing this to your mother? And at this point. My head is down. Because I didn't want to look her in the eye. Because. I'm not even joking. When I say this. Every time I looked in her eyes. I looking at the devil. that's, That's how. Bad she had treated me. So. When she mentioned my mother. I looked up. I looked right in her eye. And then she made the face like, what? Like, what? Say something. And that's what she was trying to do. She was trying to get me out of my character. And I kid you not. I didn't say anything. And our colleague that I was working there at the time, they were sitting right next to her. And this person could tell you, I didn't say a single word. Danielle just get it on me get it on me get it on me trying to get me to say something and she said I remember at one point she was saying we could we could stand here all day and I just I kept quiet I kept my mouth shut God because God told me Ryan, just keep your mouth closed keep your mouth closed I know it's hot keep your mouth closed I kept my mouth closed and the last thing I said to her was to please open the door, meaning the break room, because I wanted to eat. And when I tell all of you, I was so emotionally and psychologically distraught that I couldn't even eat my meal. In the break room I couldn't do it I couldn't do it And Ever since that day Anytime I needed to eat And she was there I would go outside and eat Because I I could not eat And I was hungry I, I haven't eaten in hours at that point And I could not Eat Couldn't So I remember that same day, I went outside in the front door, right near the front door. I took one of the speakers, borrowed one of the speakers in the store. I I remember one song I was listening to was Teddy Pendergrass, Wake Up Everybody. As soon as the store closed, I went into the car. Well... I make sure everything closed and secure with my colleague. I said goodnight to this individual. Went into my car. This person went to their car. This person left. And I hurled out a scream that that I never hurled before. All the anger. All the frustration, all of the hurt that I felt that day, I released it. I felt I felt like I was screaming for for a minute when it was probably ten ten seconds, but I felt like thirty minutes, thirty seconds. I mean, thirty seconds it was it was unbelievable and that's when I said to myself I need to tell somebody so then the following day before I I believe no maybe that same night or the following day I emailed HR I emailed human resources. I emailed a person by the name of, I believe her name was Brittany Briggs, if I remember her name correctly. She was the senior HR person in charge, manager, I guess. I emailed her. I explained briefly what's been going on. And then, I talked to a a person by the name of Kelly Bentley. Excuse me. I told her everything that was going on up until that point. And she offered solutions like going back to to Westport or certain moving to Norwalk. And I said no, I don't want to go to Norwalk cuz I I lived in Norwalk for 17 years and I and I worked there for two years so I just wanted to change the scenery and I also expressed to her that everything's the environment is going to be the same it's going to be the same no matter what she said what do you want I just want the harassment to stop I just wanted to stop period I just didn't want it to happen anymore And she just told me, essentially she told me to suck it up and just deal with it. She didn't say that, but she didn't, she didn't have to. Like, just hang in there, we'll conduct an investigation, et cetera, et cetera. And then the second time, and I emailed, no, I called her back the second time. This was after the the Shorts incident. And again, I was telling everything to have it up until the last time I called her. Because she never called me back. Never. She never updated me on any investigation. She was pretty much useless. Like I didn't see any direct change. Of the workplace it calmed down a little bit, but I was still getting harassed. Like, I can remember a, a one time where I went into the safe because I was checking for I believe I was checking for a certain phone, and she Daniel asked me, What are you doing in the safe? and I said, You know, I'm checking for, for a phone. And she tell me, Ryan, you have an iPhone 12 Pro. So actually tell me what you're doing in the safe. And I said, I told you what I'm doing in the safe. Because my sister wanted a, a new phone case. And plus, I wanted to see if he had a certain phone to stock. A certain individual that came by the store a day day or two ago at at that point. I remember she accused me. First, she accused me of lying, and then she was accusing me of being rude to a customer, which I wasn't rude whatsoever. I was just being transparent with that customer. It was a female, I remember. I don't recall the situation, but. I, I was not rude. But anyway, going back to Kelly. I remember when I called her the second time to tell her everything that happened up to that point. And I told her about the short story. And I, I made a comment regarding policy. And she immediately said, No, it's not. No, it's not. That's not in the policy. And I was just like, I called her. I call me off guard. It's like, wow! Like you, you, you defend you. You can't justify what they're doing, but any hole you can poke at you, you trying to defend them. I remember she, she was talking about. Oh, have you accepted the coaching? And I, and I said. They're coaching me to lie and deceive the people. You want me to accept that coaching? He said, no. But I'm pretty sure they're telling you... Th- I mean, she was just trying... I, I get it. She works for Prime. And she... This phone calls being recorded. So, she's trying to paint a picture. Trying to paint them in a good light some way, somehow. But the phone call really went nowhere. Until the day of my departure she she didn't do nothing. She never contacted me back. She never updated me with anything. Nobody ever updated me with anything in regards to the human the two human resource complaints I made. Nobody. Nobody So the last part of this story in terms of my experience working there and from june to september i've never got fired even though i was supposed to in june per policy all they did was have me sign written form stating that I didn't complete my quota and they they were doing that just to say hey we gave him four five six chances and i remember barbara telling me at one point is i can't She said something along the lines of i can't protect you much longer or cover for you much longer like i asked for you to cover me So up until that point, what was going on from June to September? That colleague that was working at Costco transferred to another store, and they eventually left. And it's mainly me and Danielle. It's, it's a lot. It's better, but it's still there. Clearly, there's still tension there. And it it was bad. It it was bad. I mean, And I've told this story to more than close to a handful of people at the job. And this is just how bad they are. Tell you the three-headed monster, Danielle, Rebecca, and Barbara. Just evil humans. I remember when I was at Westport, and this guy came in, he had a business account, and he wanted to transfer over from Verizon. At that time, there was a promotion going on where if you had a certain number of lines, you get a $300 credit, $200 credit, something along all those lines. And this guy literally just wanted Two, I think two lines on their account. Two or three lines. Basically he just wanted the numbers that he wanted on the account. He didn't, he didn't want no ghost line, none of that crap. But Rebecca just kept badgering at him, badgering at him, badgering to do it, do it, do it. And long story short, the guy caved in. And I'll never forget the words this gentleman said. And he looked right in, in, her, in her face. And I was probably 10, 15 feet away. He said, well, I guess you got what you wanted. Well, I guess you got what you wanted. And I kept a straight face at this point, but I could have fell to the floor because I was so heartbroken for this individual. Because he apparently, there's no disrespect, but apparently he isn't strong enough to stand his ground, and he was just so harassed that he just said, "Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it." And these these are the type of individuals that worked at that at and T. It was horrible. It was horrible. Let me me make this clear. Not everybody at that place is a bad person. No, absolutely not. And and this is why I made the statement many times. I don't judge y'all and I don't condemn y'all for what y'all do and what y'all did. I understand. Because... Again, I had an advantage. I grew up in a, and it's not to brag, I grew up in a Christian household. I grew up in a church where having morals and ethics was a, is a standard. And if you don't have those morals and standards, you look down upon. You look like a hypocrite. I was taught that the money is not the end-all be-all, treating people right assisting people for their benefit, not your own first, that is what's going to take you far in life. You will be rewarded five times, ten times, seven times fold, 20 times fold. I can tell you another story, and I'm going to. When I was in Westport... There was this lady that had done a insurance claim over a, a tablet. She claimed that, no pun intended. She claimed that when she received the the return item, so how how insurance claims work is: say you you cracked your, your your iPhone. You put in an insurance claim they'll likely send you out a refurbished phone of the same model or if it's an older phone a newer version or a newer model but it's refurbished they send you the phone and in the box they send you the return label and then you just need to clear everything off the of the phone reset everything to factory settings send it back and I always made the point to tell customers, go to a post office yourself, have someone in front of you process it and get a return. Because I've seen on a handful of occasions where they dropped it off, like in their mailbox or they don't have a receipt, the company ATT claims that they didn't get it and there's no proof. You don't have no proof that you actually did drop it off. So this lady claims that a return label didn't come in. And she called customer service two or three times. And she's asking for help. She needs help. So I help her out and it took me close to an hour. To get that return label, because you gotta go through the account, you gotta go through the iPad, IMEI number, you gotta go through the date you put in the insurance claim, a bunch of information. I probably got transferred <laughs> two, two to four times for actually getting a label. And long story short, I got it the label. Well, at got her the label. She was not able to send back the, the iPad. And she was so grateful. She said, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. You need to run the entire, you should be running the entire East Coast. <laughs> I said, man, thank you for the compliment. I'm glad to help you. I didn't get nothing, I didn't get no money I didn't get no commission, I didn't get none of that I just wanted to help her That's all, because that's what we're meant to do Customer service Serve the customer Five to ten minutes later She came back With a batch Of cupcakes As a thank you For taking the the time to help her out. And let me tell all of you something. Getting those cupcakes meant more to me than the the five lines that I got when I worked in Coscop. Or close to five lines. Something along those range. Those those numbers. Those cupcakes meant more to me. Than getting a multiple lines. And that's what people at that job. Did not get. In my opinion. One of my colleagues that worked at, at the Westport store at the time. Told me that Rebecca told that individual. He's wasting his time. That's what this person told me. And that's an ignorant individual. That's a person who doesn't see the value of what just happened. Because you know what that one possibly could have done? Told a story to her husband. Or to a friend. Word to mouth. Marketing. It's the cheapest form of marketing that you can do word to mouth and that's what they don't didn't get. All they see is money 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 money. but just doing something just to help them out, help people out that's worth more than anything. Worth more than anything in this world because that's my purpose. To help people So I'm going back To the end of this story At the end of my time there It was I believe it was September 16th Where I'll say it straight up I was fired I was fired And I believed I was on a Thursday (laughs) What's up It was on a Wednesday Or a Thursday what's up with Wednesdays and Thursdays, or mainly Thursdays. <laughs> I'm, think, I'm, I'm thinking about it now, like, man, a lot of this stuff happened on Thursday. <laughs> Here's what happened on that day. I, re, I remember it. It was the last time I saw Danielle. And let me tell you something about her as well. I'll, I'll conclude on on her. She she was a very dirty person. She didn't like cleaning up after herself. I only saw her throw out trash one time. Like, I've got recordings and photos of her just leaving her trash around. And I, I remember she was lazy too to an extent. So let me give an example of both. Again, first example, she would leave trash around. I got... Videos and like when I would come in in the morning, open the store, then she would close the night before. There'd be days where trash would be filled in the bathroom, filled. And I remember the last day I saw her, I I asked her, "Like you're not gonna clean up after yourself?" Because at the Coscobb store, there are on the left there are two computer desk areas and we mainly work on the one on the far right. And there was just it was just mess there. And I said you're not going to clean it up. And she told me I got better things to do than clean up. And she left. And I, re- I remember another issue that we had was the highlight trade-ins. Because with the highlight trade-ins, we were always supposed to put them in green bags. And the uh, receipt, the documentation in regards to that phone. And she kept telling. And I, at one point, I refused to do it. I only did my the phones that I did the trade-ins for. I could remember at one point that when you enter the store, if you make a sharp left, there was a chair, and I always sit in there the majority of the time because anytime I would approach a customer, she would just cut me off. So at that point, I just sat down and unless it get packed that's when I would help but I will only help if I was the last resort because she she just continued to cut me off I can't even remember at one point at one time when I was helping out a customer Daniel instructed the, the colleague that was working at Costco with us to take over the transaction and I remember looking at the colleague in the eye and I smiled. I'm like, it's okay. I mean, I was upset, but I was like, it's okay. <laughs> so, with the highlight trade ins, this is why I'm bringing it back up. I told her that we're, we're supposed to bag it in the green bags. Put the receipt in. And that's how it's supposed to be shipped out. She told me, no, you don't have to do it. And I wasn't going to do it. I was not. So then I called Barbara. And again, I was using the store phone. And I I stuck to my guns to the day. Literally to the last day. I'd never called I never called Barbara or Danielle on my phone. I never texted them. I only contacted them through the the work email. Or if I did call them, it was through the the store phone. It was only until the last day where I texted Barbara and I called her on my phone because a customer wanted to speak to her and I didn't want to go through all the the hoopla, calling her on the store phone, having the customer walk up and talk to her. I didn't want to do all that. And plus, it was strictly work-related, so she wasn't going to say anything that she wouldn't say on the store phone. So, I called going back to the Hylas with the walrus. I called Barbara and I asked her is it true that the bags and the receipt aren't required they say yes and I'm thinking well she's the district manager I would think what she's telling me is true so I guess I'll send it out the way it is But I obviously knew that was a lie. Ugh. I knew in my heart it was a lie. So I I emailed a woman, I forgot her name off the top of my head, who was at least according to the prime portal, at least one of the head people in charge in regards to the Hylas. The and I sent out an email the same day, the 16th. And I said, hey. I didn't say hey, but essentially... <laughs> you know, I've been told that doing this and that isn't a requirement. But I was told early on in my tenure by Rebecca that that's how you're supposed to do things. And even a trick that we would do is on the green bags we would write the last four numbers of the IMEI so we don't get confused with anything and I didn't discover until sometime in October that the the woman I emailed emailed me back the same day same night saying yes it's true it's true so, again, I was lied to. I was lied. And the last thing that happened that day, Barbara came over, told me I was being fired or terminated, politically correct term, for bad performance. That's what That was the reason. And, man... I would just, I kept a straight face, but I was happy inside. Like, freedom, freedom. I remember when I was leaving, I <laughs> i played Aretha Franklin freedom song. But before I left the store, I, I remember she told me, thank you for everything. I said, no problem. I wasn't going to be smart with her. I said I want a copy of the document. Well, she asked me, "Did I want a copy of the documents?" I said yes. I tried to. I, I tried to like, get the paper for her, and she just snatched it away from me. Not 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 rude, like a quick snatch, but it was it was sneaky. She handed me the documents at that Costco store. There was an issue with the cash machine where we didn't know the password to unlock it. And then I, I just realized, literally, This that's true. That's true. I can't make this up. Literally, that same day, I was going through my notes app, and I discovered the the password. I, I had the password the entire time. Because I had covered the Coscop store once in the Blue Moon back in like March and April. And I just completely forgot that I had it. Because if people wanted to pay cash, what what I would do is okay, I'll pay with that with my card, you just give me the cash. And most of the time, if not all the time, people were cool with it. I, I can remember one time, the first time I did it, there was a gentleman who was buying a, a, a screen protector. It was the glass shield one, I remember, and he was dealing with my colleague there, and he only had a 50, he had 50 bucks on him, and I think the glass screen protector cost 45, and... He wasn't going to buy. He likely wasn't going to buy it because he only had cash on him, I believe. And I just got the idea. Okay, just let me pay with the card, and you just give it to me. I never forget when I looked at him and I said, "Sir, if I pay with my card, would you give me the cash? Would that be okay with you?" So, yeah, I'll give you the whole 50. <laughs> i gave give you the whole 50. <laughs> so we went and... Uh, at least I would do that. With customers who were paying cash. So going back right to the last day, I... I... I gave her all the... gave her the passcode... Uh, I went to the bank and I got change for the register. So they were all set for the register. And again, I, I'm not going to brag. I'm really not trying to brag. But if, if I was such a bad person, and again, I'm not defending myself. I know who I am. But if I was such a bad human being, I would have withheld the information. And then they would need to go through hoops and valleys to reset that cash machine because of the passcode but I didn't do that I wasn't going to but God told me Ryan and on a good note don't be ignorant and I kept thinking ignorant is bliss subconsciously I said you know what let me just give it to them let me end on a good note for me for me so I, I gave I gave Barbara the the passcode. I told her I, uh, on my spare time during the day, uh, I went to the bank and got change. I told her you be well, and that was it. it was the last time I saw a snake, and I never. I hope I never see her the walrus or the mouse slash rat again me and Rebecca <sighs> let me leave a lasting comment about all three of them Rebecca she can be sweet at times truly she can I I believe and again we, we've had conversations we we she shares some personal things, and I I empathize with her with with those things. But she just, in my opinion, just wasn't taught the right way in terms of like money and val- the on um, value because i always believe money should never be the priority the number one priority in anything in life because if if you do that you you you'll go insane you'll never be satisfied never ever ever so again she did a, she did a lot of but she did many bad things. And I just I wish her the best. Truly. I really do. Now Barbara. Now, no, I'll go to Danielle. Barbara's the, the head of all this, of all that. Here's what here's the only thing I'm gonna say. And I don't make this statement likely. Danielle, a fan. Is the only person in my life that I've ever worked with. I may mention it earlier. Where when I looked into her eyes, it was as if I was looking at Satan. Because the way she treated people, I, I I can remember when I was first covering Costco. There was a guy there by the what was his name? I forgot it. I forgot his name. But we were working together, and he I didn't have a key on me to close the store, and he left. He didn't tell me. And I really didn't want to call Danielle because I I knew right off the jump that she wasn't a, a a good person. Didn't know how bad she would be become, but I could tell out the rip she wasn't a good person. And she and she was my last resort to call. But I kept calling this dude. Kept calling this dude. He wouldn't pick up. He wouldn't pick up. And then it was probably 15, 10, 15 minutes before the store closed. And I said, damn it. I guess I, I got to call it because this dude ain't picking up. I called her, told her what happened. And she was on her way to the store. And as soon as I hung up, right, two minutes later, the dude called, called me. And I told him what happened. And long story short... Daniel got there before him. And she kept harassing me to... To text him or call him to see how far he was to the store. And... I just texted him one time, I believe. And as soon as he got to the store... She, she said what the F is wrong with you and just 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 shamed him just completely buried this guy like I understand that he wasn't supposed to leave but he, he she didn't need to do that it's just just exposed him is the best way I could put it. <laughs> it, it was it was shocking. her like tone is so aggressive, so condescending. Just not just not a good person. Truly. Truly not a good person. I wish the best for her. I I do. Barbara Last of the Bunch The Head of the Snake I Barbara out of all three of them I believe will be the first is the first one to change to see the the wrong what they did, or probably knows the wrong that they're doing, that, yeah, that they're doing, uh, I can remember two occasions, the, the first occasion is when, I think her and I were closing together, or she was staying late at the store, and her and I were just talking about, you know, and, and morals and ethics, and I said, she told her. I said, I, "Like I'm not gonna lie to people. I'm not gonna do all this deceiving crap." And she told me. And and when I'm telling her this, I could see in her face that she. And again, it ain't about oh, I'm. i I'm, I'm a know-it-all. Yada yada yada. But I could see in her face that she knows that I'm. I was right. But obviously she's not going to admit it Because she's going to look like a hypocrite and I remember in that conversation She told me if I could show you How to Sell The people without deceiving them Would you be interested? I said absolutely Absolutely Up until the day I got fired She never did She never did! She never did! And I remember the, the second, the second event, I remember it was, it was me, it was Rebecca, it was Barbara, it was another colleague of mine. And, and the West Coast story. store, walk through the doors, there's three tables, there's two tables on the right and then there's one in the middle, that's with the computer, and they were talking about something, I don't remember what they were talking about, but I remember a statement Barbara made, and she made the statement, I used to be a happy person. And I look, when I tell you, I looked at her face and I saw nothing but pure sadness. Pure sadness. And I truly believe she felt that way because deep, deep down, she knew how she was running things was wrong. She probably felt like she had no choice, which everybody has a choice. So, I like I like Barbara. I did deep down. I, I I I liked her. You know, I remember one time where I, I showed up the Coscop. cop with just a plain white long sleeve, and she she could have sent me home. She could have, but she told me. Next time, just wear an AT&T uniform, a t-shirt, moving forward. I said, okay, you got it. And I always did, always did, whether it was a t-shirt or a sweatshirt. What I would do is I would just wear the plain, solid-colored t-shirt, usually white, and then I would wear the sweatshirt underneath. So, Barbara, van again, I, I, I believe that she's a good, she's a good person, but she just did a lot of bad things, a lot, not only to me, but to other people, like, I've heard, I've heard stories, and I've obviously seeing her tone of voice not only to me but to other people so that that's that's my that's my story with prime communications and again there there are way more things that happen but they're all they'll be all in the documentation so here's the this the big question that some of you probably have to ask, why did I stay in that environment? Why did I choose to stay in that environment? Why didn't I leave? Why? Why would I put myself through that environment? Why? Based on everything I said, some of you may have left. Uh, the first couple of times you, you, you've you been harassed. Here's why I stayed. I stayed for more than a couple of reasons. The, the, the first reason why I stayed is because God told me to. God told me not to quit. God told me that I have you there for a reason. And as I told the story earlier on January 28th, God told me, I got you. Don't worry. He will protect me. As long as I do what I'm supposed to do, God will protect me. And God did exactly that. The second reason why I stayed is because I saw my peers there, because the people that worked there were mostly 18, late teenagers, people in their early 20s, so they they were my peers, and I saw an opportunity to help them, to give them the wisdom and knowledge that i that I received when I was younger when I was around their age so that was the second reason why I stayed because I I, I did genuinely want to help them help them The third reason why I stayed is because of First off, my niece and my nephew and my future kids because I want I wanted a story to tell them. So if they are ever if they were ever in a situation to If they were ever in a situation similar to me. To never quit. To never give up. To always stand their ground. No matter what. If I were to quit. And then my kids. Or my niece or my nephew. Were in a situation where they were going to harass. They were going to bully. They were being pressured to, to do things that they obviously knew we were wrong. And I quit. And I tell him to do that. Who am I to tell him that? I didn't do it. I was like a hypocrite. Dude, that's another reason. The last reason why I stayed. This was a personal reason. Validity. Validity. Because... You, you some of you may have been around those people that say oh if I was in that situation I, I would never do that. You know, if I was pressured to harass people I would never do that um, excuse me if I was being pressured to do things I didn't want to I would never do that you know the fact of the matter is it's easy to say that. When you're not in that situation, but when you are in that situation, day in and day out, that's a whole different ball game. Whole different ball game. And I needed that experience to stand my ground, to not give up, not throw in the towel so i could tell people and show people look you can do this it, it may it's gonna be hard but you can do this you could do it just don't quit because you will win at the end you will do very much will some people might look at the situation as hey you got fired unjustly. i will say but guess what? I did not quit I went out my way Most importantly I went out God's way It would have been easy to easy to quit It would have been easy To go back to To Petco It would have been easy to, to go back to my other job It would have been easy to get another job But Martin Luther King Jr. once said, a man's true character is not shown in moments of comfort and convenience, but is shown in moments of challenge and controversy. What does that mean? What does that mean? That means when your back's against the wall, when your feet is held to the fire, What are you going to do? Are you going to bow down to that pressure? Or are you going to stand up for what is right regardless of the obstacles that are in front of you? And I stood my ground. And now I have my validity. And that's why... I stayed. Here's the lesson for all of you, and I want to make this very clear. I'm not, if you're being harassed, and I'm going to sum up the aftermath of being uh, aftermath of being fired from the company because I've gone very long. Long story short, as I mentioned in in the beginning, the reason why I've taken long to uh, talk about this, to speak on my story of of workplace harassment and being in a hostile work environment is because of legal matters and unfortunately I I failed in achieving that closure legally and here's why and here's going to be the most important lesson legally in this regard I only, I, I, let me tell all of you, I've tried. I've really, really tried. I've contacted more than a dozen lawyers. I've contacted almost every government agency I could, from the EEOC to the, the, the OSHA, General State's Attorney, and lastly, the CHRO, The Commission commission on Human Resources and Opportunities. I've tried. I tried, but I failed. And here's why. And here's the one mistake I made. It upsets me a little bit today when I think about it. Because I did think about doing it. But I thought doing this was enough. Because I only told my situation to human resources, and I didn't contact a government agency while I was employed, and since my situation is more so a situation of workplace harassment and being in a hostile work environment, I didn't have a claim of relief. What is a claim of relief? A claim of relief is when you don't have a foundational. It's essentially you don't have a foundational case. In any legal proceeding. Give me an example. Say. You make the claim that. You. Didn't get a. A raise because Your skin color Of color Excuse me Say you didn't get a raise because of your skin color That's a a claim Of relief Excuse me That's not a claim That's that's a foundation To whatever claim you are you You are Making Because you're saying, okay, I'm being discriminated against. Okay, how are you being discriminated against? Okay, because of my color. Okay, why your color? Because everyone else that got a raise is white. And I'm the only black person here and I didn't get a raise. And then, obviously, you should be able to prove that if you're making that claim. And that's what... and, And now a legal proceeding can... Go on. Even even if this happened after the fact, you still have a foundation of racism. Well not racism but favoritism. Right? Because it has a direct implication to the Civil Rights Act of nineteen sixty four. In my case, I don't have any direct ties to the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So, in my case, I would have needed to make a complaint about the illegal activities and uh, the work environment to a government agency while I was working there. And because I didn't do that, I don't have a foundation. Meaning, I have a claim, I don't have a claim of relief. And unfortunately, I didn't have a case. Because, if you're being objective, from the outside looking in, it's my word against theirs. I mean, they could outright deny everything which they did and I got the, the documentation to prove it and and I don't have now you could sue for her, any sort of harassment but it would take an investigation. For me to show that I was harassed. Because even though I gave specific times, specific days, specific quotes, I could just be making it up. I could just be lying about everything. Right? Every person, every agency that I dealt with, or at least the majority, And some lawyers have told me, you know, if what you experience, again, they don't know me, so of course they're going to say, you know, if what you're saying is true, it's unfortunate, it sucks, well, you don't have a claim of relief. You don't have a foundation. And I remember, and here's another reason why I decided to do this now. There was a lawyer... I believe his name is Richard. I told him about my case. This was after I got the claim of relief. And I was trying one last time to somehow get a lawyer to take my case. And he took the time out to explain to me why I didn't have a legal case right off Jump Street. without any investigation. And he said to me, I'm gonna give you the same advice that I would give my little brother. Just move on. Take this as a a life experience and move on. And after he said that, and I, on his tone, he was very, he was talking to me like a little brother. And he acknowledged, like, it sucks. Like, with the law, the human resources, who well, you got to contact. Because if I had contacted a government agency and they would have fired me, I could have had a claim for retaliation. Legit claim for retaliation. And that's what, he didn't say retaliation, but that, that would have been it. And he said, just move on. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm telling my story. I'm releasing the documents. I'm, I'm going to release the, the, the pictures of two of the people that harassed me. And that's going to be it. So here, here's my legal lesson to all of you. If you are being harassed in any way, shape, or form, do not wait till after you leave the job to contact a government agency. Do it while you work there. First, contact HR. Okay? Because just like in business, you don't go above the manager to make a complaint. That's just essentially an unwritten rule. It's being respectful in the ways of business. Contact Human Resources first. Tell them your situation. And then, after you do that, contact the correct government agency regarding your situation. Because now you're covered internally and externally. I guarantee you, if you do that, you will have a case no matter what. And again, that's my biggest mistake that I made. Is that I did not contact a government agency while I was working at Prime Communications. Hear me well. Do that. Do that. Because you'll have a case no matter what. And another, le- another lesson. If you are being harassed in any way. If you're being discriminated against any way. Document it. Document everything. Document times. Document dates. Document quotes. If you got to go to the bathroom to write it down immediately. Do that cause proof is everything I've always told people when it comes to many situations if you don't got proof keep your mouth shut because it's just hearsay at that point it's it's your word against mine period document and tell a government agency along with human resources you'll be covered internally and you'll be covered externally and have proof have that documentation here's the last thing I'm going to say what's the whole lesson on of my, of my story what's the purpose of me telling this story other than closure other than having peace why am i telling this story there's a lesson for all of you to stand your ground to never quit when you are doing right don't ever let somebody bully you to do it into doing wrong you stand up for what you believe in. You If your backs against the wall, you know what? You get up off that wall and you push forward. I knew that I was covered. No matter what. I prayed almost every day before I entered that workplace. To cover myself From the evilness of those individuals that harassed me. That those that were against me. To protect myself. And I knew that as long as I was doing right. As long as I was standing up for righteousness. That I would be good. That I would be okay. No. That I would be well. That I will be most importantly, I will be covered by the blood of Jesus, because I did right. Because wrong is wrong, no matter how you want to spin it, and right will always be right, no matter how much you try. To twist it as a wrong Stand your ground For righteousness Don't ever let anybody Bully you Harass you Into doing anything of bad Of evil, of wickedness Because it will affect you in the long run It will harm you in the long run And you will be rewarded You will And you will have peace Barbara, Rebecca, Danielle I I guarantee you They gotta live with that for the rest of their lives What they did Not only to me but to other people They gotta live with that Me, I got peace I was so peaceful on the day that I got fired because I know that I did it God's way. And I didn't bow down to the wicked operations that they attempted to 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 get me to do. They failed. They couldn't twist my personality. To, to, to get them To get me to do what they wanted to do They couldn't control me They couldn't scare me Because I got God by my side Because I knew right from wrong And I knew if I did wrong Bad things would happen to me Because It's universal law What you reap Is what you You will sow what you reap Excuse me, you'll reap what you sow. (laughs) You'll reap what you sow. You do bad things, bad things will happen in your life. You do good things, good things will happen in your life. It's basic universal law. Stand your ground. Do not quit. Do what's right. No matter what. Again, I'm not encouraging people who are being harassed to, to stay in that environment. If you feel for your mental health, for your psychological health, that it's better for you to leave that environment for your own life, obviously do that. I'm just telling you my story and why I stayed. And if you're going to stay in that environment, for whatever reason, if you need to pay your bills or, or similar to me, where God told you, ain't time to leave yet. This is how. Stay on your ground. Do not quit. Do not throw in the towel. Don't take your bat and your ball and get home. Or in my case, don't take your basketball and your basketball shoes and go home. Never quit, ladies and gentlemen. And... That's my story. I... I... I I, I gotta tell y'all. It feels so... Good... To finally... Tell this story. And I, I... I finally... I'm going to have peace. I'm finally going to have closure on this situation. I, I truly, truly, with all my heart, hope that all of you, all of you, learn something from my story and... To use these tools that I'm giving you from what I've experienced into your life so you don't have to experience the, the frustrations, whether it's at the workplace or whether it's legally that I endured. I hope that all of you learned something from this man. Because I sure did. <laughs> you can follow me on all my social media platforms. They'll be in the description below. And in terms of the documentation, I'm going to release those on my social media platforms. Please leave a five-star review, leave a comment below, it would be greatly appreciated, really will, I want to (laughs) grow, and with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, stay blessed, don't quit, stand the ground, we will back.